Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa. I'm Brady Steffel. And I'm Annie Lerner. Hey, welcome in, everyone. How was your fourth? How are things uh, for the weekend? Was it quiet? Was it loud? Was it uh, exciting? You know, it was it was, it was was loud, but not as loud. Could have been louder. I'm glad it wasn't. What do you want? Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a little bang, bang, too late at night. Yeah, last year we had kind of crazy commotion and everything. And so yeah. this year it was pretty quiet again. I was helping my parents yard work. So I was exhausted, went to bed early, kind of like a new year's thing, you know, like go to bed really early and then just wake up. It's a new year. So yeah, no, he's just like, Oh yeah. It's like you wind the clocks forward for the kids. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, new year's right <laughs> it's now. Midnight. It's been out, dad. I can't, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah. We had solar flares. Weirdest thing. Go to bed. Um, no, it was the people I said, the people that were doing fireworks were really, really into it. There was some, some big whiz bang and pop. They're out there busting gangs going full on gangbusters. It was, it was Looney Tunes. So that, that was a bit much, but like overall it wasn't too bad. Um, and then, yeah. And then it's, you know, it's been nice walking the dogs in the morning, um, uh, you know, just enjoying, enjoying the weather while it's good. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be super hot this upcoming weekend. So everybody yeah. set your alarm clocks to four in the morning, go out, do your little bicycle, come home, a little siesta, <laughs> exactly. sleep Get your hiking and whatever else done. Yeah. yeah. So Annie, did you go to Thompson park? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, cool. Thompson park. Nice. Uh, it, it was good. It was chill. You know, I have to tell you though, remember this whole picnic contest thing we've been talking about? Yeah. 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 The judges of the picnic contest were going around trying to actually recruit people, more people to join the picnic contest because they don't have enough entries. They didn't have enough entries this year. Oh, wow. And so this just like furthers the challenge for 2023. Not only do we have to make our own with our awesome flower baskets, we have to recruit groups out there to join so we can up the competition because I don't want to win one that has bogus competition. Like what's the point of that? I got to tell you this whole thing. You know, I love Longmont and I love like community events and stuff, but like, I can't think I've told you how I feel about just like decorating Christmas trees. It's like, eh. and like go, then going recruiting people to be like, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, help me recruit people to decorate a Christmas tree? I'm just like, eh, you know, that's cool. Just you random trees. That Is that a thing that I don't know about? You just, no, but it's just like that trees. sort of thing where you're saying, oh, well, we want to make a, like a float or like a, Oh, yeah, we're just yeah. going to decorate it. I'm going, well, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I'll build a chair in my free time, but I don't want to like, you're not going to do a float. You're not doing, you're not, yeah, parade. That's not you, my wanna, jam. you don't want to yeah. be in a parade float. I'm no. just saying, I'm like, I'm a bad candidate for that. Yeah. Just, just, you it's know, it's kind of I, fun to be in a parade. I mean, I've been in a, a few parades in my life and it's kind of fun. I have to say, well, it's cool. yeah, I was in yeah. a couple parades. You know, I was the former grand marshal for the Boulder County fair parade so, oh my yeah, god we've yeah. got royalty it means i couldn't here. find anybody else to be in the in the convertible so you know, just me yeah and uh <laughs> i have to say i did see the fireworks shot yep. off of um fox hill which i didn't get in on that last year and it was great i went out i was off of quail road and um kind of back in there like back from the rec center to the east and it was maybe a smidge far, like you couldn't really hear the boom, but you had a really clear shot, the view. Mm-hmm. And driving home was so easy, didn't sit in traffic for an hour. So I'm I'm slowly warming up to this idea of it being out in East Longmont. And oh, and our guest today, which we'll introduce soon, can can definitely speak to the change in the fireworks location, because that is 
affected them probably over the years. I'd love to hear their opinion on that. Well, that's such a great segue. So we can't let that Uh lie. So (laughs) we are proud to welcome in Melissa Lidke, sorry, forgive me, and Laura Amaya. They're the owners of Airborne Gymnastics and Dance in Longmont, uh, 1816 Boston Avenue. And that's been there for a long time. So welcome in, Laura and Melissa. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Like what, like, tell us like kind of where have you been long time long monitors or do you live outside the area or, you know, what's your relation to airborne? Uh, I moved to Colorado in um, 1994 and I started working at airborne. Um, I kind of fell into it actually. And the old owner, Pam, um, turns out she had a gymnastics coach that was one of my coaches um, back in California. And so I started working and coaching and working with the team. And she just kept having me do more. And I loved it. And I stayed and kept growing and learning and doing more stuff. And here I am today. Here you are. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. There's a lot more. There's got to be more of that story. Yes. Fast yeah. forward. I mean, maybe we could go through how the gym moved and grew and you're with that. I mean, how long have you been with airborne now at this point? I mean, you were like a teenager when you started, right? I was uh, 15 when I started actually. And, um, and I, let's see. So we started off in a warehouse on Delaware. Um, when I first first down by where the buses park, like the school buses. Yes. Oh yeah. Where the bus park is. Yeah. Yeah. That spot over there. Yeah, yeah so we, um, that's where I started working, actually. And then we moved to the 1816 location in 96, I believe. And then we did a big expansion um, in what, 2005, maybe? 05, yep. And then, um, yeah, so just the program has been growing. And um, specifically, I've been in charge of coaching the competitive teams and growing that program. And I've yeah, it's been wonderful. So what, um, so what it's 25,000 square feet, which is pretty phenomenal, right? For the Northern Colorado region. I can't imagine that there are too many other facilities like it. Is that true? It's true in this area. Yeah. There's, um, a gym in Loveland. There's one in North Glen around Lafayette, but, uh, we are the only large gymnastics facility in Longmont. I know that there are some classes up through the rec center, um, but this is the biggest gymnastics facility. And we also have three um, dance studios as well. Wow. And so how many students do you have at a time? I mean, how many students you currently have? Or, and Typically maybe- between 800 and 1,000. During the summer, we have summer camps. And so the number of students is a lot more varied than during the school year. We have, that's a lot of that's a lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. Yeah. Wow. Even right now, as we're talking, I'm looking out at a really busy gym full of full of summer camps. I'm trying to stay focused. Wow. Um, yep. Holy. I, okay. I'm staggered. Yeah. That's yeah. And so, what all do you offer then? Like again, I'm I'm really a novice. I know it exists. I know Airborne mm-hmm. has existed for several decades now. But like, tell us what your offerings are. Like, what you. Uh, well, when people think of gymnastics, they think of the Olympics, but it's so much more than that. We have classes for babies and moms getting to know each other and the little ones learn how to go up and down stairs and have musics and songs. And then we go all the way through high school. So we have gymnastics. Um, we have a dance company and we have dance classes for beginners through very advanced. 
We also have ninja classes and those are so fun. We introduced a ninja program. How many years ago was that? That was probably in about, I don't know, 2015. I don't know. It's been years though that we've had the ninja program and it was such a fun addition to get a more varied clientele into the gym and they are fast and loud. And we purchased a large ninja rig. Um, so we have some fun equipment and we also have a trampoline and tumbling competitive team. So a little bit of everything, everything I, you can imagine. I'm pump the brakes and find out what a ninja rig yeah, is. Yeah. So is this like yeah. American Ninja Warrior or something yeah, of that it's sort? Kind of like that. We okay. really wanted to um, expand our ninja program. So when we bought the business last year, that was something we were really excited to add. So we have this huge 20 foot by 10 foot steel ninja rig, and it has some things you can attach to the side. So right now there's some rings, there's some rock wall pieces, um, there's moving, like, I don't know, these um, boards that you balance on. It's a really cool thing that we switch up every week. So they never know what they're gonna, what they're gonna get on the rig. I'll say that if you're doing like American Ninja Warrior style stuff, it's like always the rock climbing guys that win. You gotta focus yeah, that, the sure. finger that strength is something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, but Brady, you know, it, in the uh, Japanese version of which the American was borrowed, you know, it was always the gas station attendant who did really well. The fisherman. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's spending like like 40 hours a week, like doing that. Like He was. He hours. was doing parkour, like on the fishing boat. Well, yeah, great. like 60 yeah. hours a week doing the other things. Like, oh, yeah. I just, I'm a humble, you know, I, I'm just a humble rice farmer or whatever, like yeah. somebody. And then, but... They've got this whole thing set up in their backyard. That's been yeah, really cool. Well, that's really cool. Like, how many how many kids do you have involved in like the the ninja program? I mean, is that a is that a growing program? Do you just see a lot yeah, of? It's a growing program. Um, in the summer, we have ninja and gymnastics camps. So a lot of the kids just come through, you know, for some camps sprinkled throughout the summer, and then during the school year, we have ninja classes for three and a half during the day, four o'clock in the evening. Um, or four-year-olds come in the evening through 12. And then after 12, we have more trampoline students. So I would say we usually have a couple hundred um, ninja and trampoline and tumbling students. Wow. That's amazing. So Melissa and Laura, like you were, you were coaches under Pam, the original owner, is that correct? correct? And then so like what compelled or possessed you or got into your head to think, Hey, we're going to buy this business. Like, was that a hard decision? Was that a gut wrenching decision? Was it an easy decision? Well, for me, I, um, I am a Colorado native and I started working here in about 97. I moved to Arizona for a little bit, came back, graduated from CU and I just loved coaching. But then once I had kids, um, I didn't want to coach the competitive kids as much. And at that point, I got a lot more interested in the management and in the business side of things. I ended up taking a year off and stayed at home with my kiddos. But then I decided I love being here so much. I wanted to come back and really focus more on the management and business side. Um, but I really loved working part time. And so it was a really big decision for me to decide to go back to working full time and buy the business. That's cool. Uh, I think for me, um, my favorite part of being a part of Airborne and just being a teacher and a coach, I really love the relationships with the kids and I really love being in a role to help them grow and develop. And that's something I've been really passionate about forever. And I feel like as a former gymnast, 
um, the sport gave me so much and it taught me so much about who I am as a person. And it kind of carved out, you know, some of my, my qualities as a person. And so I've always wanted to do that. Um, I have a son who is really heavy, heavily into dance. And so I've kind of learned that side of it from him and he's on the dance company. And um, when Pam decided she wanted to retire, um, it was a really big decision to, you know, know that I would take a little bit of a lesser role coaching. Um, but I really wanted Airborne to continue. And so, you know, Laura and I, we get along really well. We've coached together forever. And so um, we really wanted it to continue on the way that we wanted it to continue on and not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's been a really important part of our lives and our kids' lives as well. And it's something we think is so great for the Longmont community. We really wanted to find a way to keep it going. And so regarding the dance classes, like what is it like jazz? Is it tap? Is it ballet? Is it what, what, what exactly do you offer? We have dancing bees and that's for our little preschoolers and they do um, little like mini ballet and little tap stuff. And then we have um, all the way through more advanced ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, some jazz fusion and funk and um, a very competitive company. And our dance staff is amazing. I'm new to the dance world. I don't know that much about dance and competitive dance and getting to know them and get more involved in dance has been incredible. We've had staff that have danced on Broadway and it's just really cool to hear their stories and their passion for dance and they love kids. Yeah. Well, you should see Brady do some break dancing. I mean, he's amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> So can Melissa, and I want to hear more about the team and the competition, how that's evolved over the years. Cause I know you've been pretty instrumental in building that whole thing up. And now there's like junior Olympics, right? Through airborne. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, in the, it's now called the development program and, um, it's the highest level of, uh, competitive program aside from like that Olympic level. So that next level down from that would be the uh, development program. And it used to be called the Junior Olympic Program. And it just recently, the name changed within the last two years. So um, basically, um, it goes from levels two all the way up until 10. And then from level 10, that's kind of what you would see in your in your college programs. And so we have several athletes that have gone through our program, competed, level 10 and gone on to participate in college gymnastics. So that's really cool. And it's um, something that's really nice for those athletes who are really passionate about it because it takes, you know, a lot of work and they practice, I would say a little over 20 hours a week and for kind of their whole lifetime. So to get that opportunity is, it's really fun for them. So I'm really glad I can be a part of that. And it's been really, really fun. And is there something, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Annie. I was just going to say, do you guys, are you hosting competition? Like I've seen the parking lot full from time to time. It seems like you guys are hosting meets. How often are you bringing in bigger meets to airborne to host? So last year we held um, one of the state championship meets in the fall. And then we had another competition in the spring. This year we're going to host another competition in September, actually. So the parking lot will be packed. And then we're hosting another one in the spring. So we usually host two to three per year. Nice. And what, um, and what, where do you see that? Is that expanding too as well? And is that, are there more opportunities for more competition? Yeah, competitive we, programs? Our team, um, especially after COVID during that time, we weren't starting new pre-teams and 
um, expanding the program at that time. And since then it has exploded. We have so many kids wanting to compete and wanting to do gymnastics. And at this point, we also have a lot of variety. So we have our, you know, really competitive kids working out 20 hours a week, going for college scholarships. And then we have a lot of kids that are working out, you know, two hours a week and they want to play the sport of gymnastics and compete. And it's really fun to be able to give them that opportunity. And so I think that those lower level um, groups, those have grown so much. We really have to work. It's an intense puzzle to put together um, the schedules, especially in the fall, because we, you know, they go to school. So we only have between four and eight to fit everyone in the gym. And we want to make sure that we give them access to the foam pit and the bars and all of the equipment they need. So we really have to balance everything out. Yeah. What is the, um, is there an, an, an element of gymnastics that you feel like the, the public doesn't know, or you'd like to change the perception about something about gymnastics? Is there something there that yeah, you're like, you know, um, well, from my point of view, I have a son who's going to be a freshman at Longmont high school. That's crazy. He's going to high school, but, um, <laughs> Go up. Longmont. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He is a very, um, ball sport kid. He loves playing basketball and football, but he grew up in the gym also. And he, um, is timid of heights and it was so good for him to be on trampolines and developing strength, even though he was never going to be a gymnast. It's such a healthy activity for kids, you know, through preschool into early elementary. And I'm really glad that he had that opportunity and I can just see how much that helped him as an athlete, even though he has no interest in doing, you know, the sport of gymnastics, these activities are so healthy for body and brain development for everyone. I feel like that's a thing for for us as we get older. <clears throat> I noticed that throughout the uh, the pandemic, my weight didn't change much, but my pants started fitting a little tighter. So uh, efforts to stay uh, fit and healthy. And then like, as you get older and I mean, older than I am, but yeah. um, and and you need to maintain balance and stuff. It seems like there'd be a role for that too. So is there adult trampoline lessons? That's what I want to know. That's what there are, there. there is adult gymnastics and it's really fun. We have some adults that used to do gymnastics come in and it's just so fun to revisit, you know, that old love. And then we have some adults, maybe their kids come here or they've just always wanted to try. And so they're out here trying to learn cartwheels and jump from the trampoline to the pit. It's really so fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is last. It's so fun. I am an accomplished cartwheeler. I can do a cartwheel <laughs> like no other. That's for sure. But I can never do the board. I can never do the pommel horse thing. I didn't oh, yeah. have the coordination to hit the board and then jump over the thing. And yep. it just never worked. Yeah. <laughs> but Annie, Annie's your person. I'm sure you're there. You can do all that stuff as a former. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, full disclosure, Melissa here on this podcast was my coach when I was at Airborne growing up doing gymnastics, which is crazy. She was like, I was worth her when it was before it was Airborne, it was Colorado Gymnastics World back when it was on the Delaware. And Melissa was a teen at the time. But anyway, you, the, the trouble with doing gymnastics when you're young is you have all this muscle memory <laughs> and you know how to do it, but your body 
is not strong enough or flexible enough or in shape enough to do these. And it's just, I think you're almost more prone for injury because you, you have all this like confidence in your muscle memory and it's like a really bad idea. <laughs> you have a trampoline at home and it's like, I can't even like, I'm yeah. almost afraid so of it. We get on I know learning is learning, right? So once you learn something, it's like riding a bike, except for with gymnastics, you have to be totally conditioned and fit enough to do everything that your brain can still do. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely got it. You get on a bike and you're not in great shape. You're just like, well, that's a half of the puff out of me. I'm going back to potato chips as yeah, opposed the, to, yeah, uh, landing on your butt in uh, kind of the yeah. wrong way. Good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things where I think the last time I was in a trampoline, it was a few years ago at somebody's birthday party. It was like somewhere and I can't remember where it was, but it was like, I can do this. I love the trampoline when I was a kid. It was my favorite thing to do. And so, I'm doing this and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, my back. Ow. <laughs> I'm just like lying. Yeah. On the yeah. Back injuries on trampolines are, are no joke for yeah. the for the adults. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're into shameless promotion. So Melissa and Laura, if you could tell us uh, how people get a hold of you, website, phone number, whatever you want to give out to our listeners, it'd be great. Sure. Well, our phone number is 303-651-1456. And our website is airbornegym.com. We're actually in the process of getting a new website, which is really exciting. Yay. Um, so hopefully that'll launch in August. You can still go to airbornegym.com and it'll lead you to the new one. Um, and we start fall enrollment in a couple of weeks. That'll be really exciting. Last year, we had a lot of wait lists. So we're really um, working on our schedule. So as many kids as possible can come into the gyms. So we're excited. We're excited to get it going. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Side Dish. We really appreciate it. And um, I know, go ahead, Annie. It looks I like just want to say a hearty congratulations on, on purchasing the gym. And it's such an awesome legacy that you've taken over and carried on. It's like when I heard the news that you two, these two longtime coaches had purchased, it was the best news ever because it's such an awesome gym. It's an asset to Longmont. I'm so happy you guys are carrying it on. Thank, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. That means uh, that means so much to us. Uh, we're happy that you are happy for us and that you were a part of Airborne when you were a kid. It's like <laughs> to like see that come full circle. Well said. There's the mic drop moment with Annie. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, again, if anybody has any questions, they can just look at the Airborne Gymnastics website. We'll have that in the show notes too as well. So thank you, Laura. And thank you, Melissa, for joining us. Thanks right. for having us. Thank you. All right. Take care. Um, all right. So that was Melissa Lidke and Laura Amaya from Airborne Gymnastics, the owners, and again, a great treasure to have in Longmont. So yeah, I've driven past that place many, many times. I had no idea. It was so exciting. That's pretty cool. Well, did you know that there were a thousand kids there? I was like, hey, I, no. I was like, thinking, no. oh, they're going to tell me like 50 kids are there. No, because like, like if you're, a thousand yeah, if you're down there, you don't see that much foot traffic. They much scamper. I mean, I don't think there's a thousand kids at once. Well, no, I understand. But oh, okay. It's just, yeah, it's just freaking me out. Yeah. yeah. I think that if there's like a thousand kids going in and out of a like a, a building on my block, I would know. But I drive past <laughs> and it's just it's always like, oh, it's quiet. I, I wonder who's in there. I don't see a lot of people out front. They must just get to there and go like, got to get inside. Let's go. And uh, just go in and rip it up and burn off the energy in there. And not, yeah, not but doing some of those competitive meets, I'm sure it does fill up. That's It's got to fill up. It's gotta um, fill up. Like, where do you see people wash them? It's so hard. Yeah. All these yeah. parents are just like lined up on the walls and like everywhere. Because there's no like, oh, yeah. it's not built for spectators. Absolutely. Right. So Andy, did you, do you have ambitions to have your kids? And I think you mentioned your kids sports and that's something that you value. And would you encourage them to go into gymnastics? hundred percent. I think it's, I think it's good for every, 
every kid. I mean, if they just learn like so much agility and comfort in their body at such a critical age, before you go into other sports, it's, it's truly the best precursor to every sport. Mm. I mean, I think dance is like that. And some people say like martial arts too, but these ones where you get in, you just have to really build strength and flexibility and balance and stuff. Um, it translates into every activity you do in the future, whether you golf, for, I mean, it doesn't matter. It helps you understand your body. Yeah, or at least the beer cart in the golf sense. So, but I'm bummed. All right. So let's right. switch gears and talk about some of the things that are going around Longmont. Um, does anybody have any wonderful earth shattering news? Uh, let's see. Uh, earth shattering. So, yeah, about... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I did go to Sweet Cow. I will say that. So what did you get? Cow. I'll share what I got. Uh, I'm sorry. You went there too? Yeah. What'd you get? So I, well, I'm pedestrian, so I just got vanilla. No, I'm kidding. I got (laughs) strawberry because I like strawberry ice cream. So that's really cool. So I did that. Sandy got a, I don't know, some sort of caramel cinnamon thing. She's Mm going to, she's going to call me out because I can't remember, but just like, first of all, she also called me out a correction with the landline donuts. It's not pineapple whip. It's dole whip. Yeah. Oh, so I did. I was out walking the dogs. Uh, speak of doing that. I was out walking the dogs. I think it was on Saturday. I think it was on the long weekend. And they were, I walked past there and that line was crazy. It I is. Mean, it it's was, just, it's continual yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? And it's like, oh, the donut place. So that must be pretty good. Again, I can't eat there, but you know, I'm, yeah. It's awesome. I've heard there's been a line out the door like every day at Landline. And I also heard a gripe about their hours. I heard uh, Sundays, for example, that they don't open till like 10 or 11 on a Sunday morning. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I, it's a little late for me in a donut. Donuts. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like by 10 or 11, I'm like, I thought about that at eight with my coffee and it's 11, like that ship sails. I'm not going for donuts. I, I would, yeah, I would agree with you. These days, um, being like, just, just being an old man schedule wise. Cause it's like, Oh, it's six o'clock time to get up, make some coffee. Like by, by nine, I'm like, can I eat lunch or not? Is it just too early? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I'm out on a donut at about 10. Cause I feel like, okay, I've had the notion about six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, yeah. whatever. And then I'm like, well, I'm past it probably. I, and it's I, a perfect, I mean, like yeah. you're doing the crossword. Like I, I still like doing crosswords. If I can hold on yeah. physical paper. Yeah. Um, but like, it's that kind of thing. Like get that, sit, enjoy it. Coffee. Uh, perfect. Yeah. But, um, well, and I did, I, I went to um, Sweet Cow and got the oatmeal cookie ice cream, which was exceptional. I love oatmeal cookie ice cream and it's not something you can find everywhere. And it was cool. It was Sunday night. That place was packed. I mean, people out the door, yeah. everyone sitting around the rows. It was so nice to see all these people. Then we walked over to Roosevelt Park and did a loop-de-loo and it was like, okay, this, this is doing its job ice cream right where it needs to be. It's and it's awesome. good. The product it's is good. amazing. I mean, it's really good. You know, and it, to me, it's like, it's not worth the calories if it's bad, you know, it's like, okay, this is a lot of fun. You know, it's <laughs> oh, like, man, wow, I'm like, just eating like margarine, this is a, you know, this is yeah. a huge topic for me because I eat a lot of substitute foods when I'm on dietary restrictions, gluten-free and dairy-free and stuff. And I went to, I don't know, one of the grocery stores and bought a, like a fake ice cream thing. And it's like, this is just like sugar and foam. And it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't taste like anything and it's like foam no it was but it was like the first degree it was like water but it was like water and then like just like you know uh uh uh, poly iso like acrylic whatever the heck that stuff it was just like insulation and sugar and and it was just like okay so it tastes vaguely sweet there's a little bit of caramel flavor 
and it's like a bunch of calories and it's not worth the calories. I would just rather eat something else that's bad for you. You know, I would tell you that, you know, I think back in the day, like tofu or some sort of, it was actually okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the tofu based ice cream was okay, but there's some other ones. Dude, there's I've a ton of other that. ones now. It's actually pretty good. It was surprisingly good. I was surprised. So and there, there are things that are like, oh yes, yeah, it's pretty good. But sometimes you get it in like, again, this is not worth the calories. Yeah, exactly. I would rather go home yeah. and cook off half a pound of bacon and just tuck in and sit here and eat this because I don't even like it. Like, I'm well, just it probably doesn't have foam either, so that's good. No, like, yeah, no. You so, like any any real quick, quickly about the ice cream itself? Did it have raisins in it, like an oatmeal cookie, or was it Why not without raisins? I went with my friend Callie, and she that was her first question because she doesn't like raisins, and they were just like, "Are there raisins?" And they said, "No, there's not," which I think is probably for the best. I like raisins; I'd be happy with it. However, I don't like cold raisins. Like that's just gonna say it'd be really hard and gummy, it and it'd be, be like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So that's good to because I was tempted by that, but I thought, oh, it's gonna have raisins. No, it doesn't yeah. have raisins. I do like an oatmeal raisin cookie. A lot of people that's I devices, do too. I do like that. I love oh, yeah. Yeah. But this is the same problem with raisin bran. Like it gets in the cold milk and then the raisins are just hard and you sit there chewing on it for a half hour and it gets stuck in your teeth. And it's like, this, this is not worth and it. And then the brands this, are, the flakes are just mush. Disagree. No. I would just like, a, this, and this is one of the things that like, I really, really can't eat. Cause it's like, oh yeah, this is just processed wheat. But <laughs> yeah. I used to really like raisin bran. Like, I do. Okay. Brady, since you've been gluten-free, I bet there's this raisin bran crunch. That's really. Yeah. I, I had that. Like it's that, this is is that like it, I haven't been off the gluten. That, that, like, like that solves the problem of the stuff turning mush. Yeah, while you're it's like varnish, like uh, frosted flakes. You know, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> well, you heard wow. about the new sour cereal that's coming out. That's going to have it's already out, I believe. It's uh, has you can put orange juice in it. It is specifically engineered, so you just put orange juice in it. Oh my god! And then your teeth fall out on the way to school. Which just sounds so gross. But they want people to like use it with juice. Like, why should you just use milk? Why can't you put juice in it? Because like it's already cereal is just so sugary to begin with, and like oh, orange juice is, is a magnificent. Orange yeah, I'm going to effort to look that up. Thing. I have to give it a plug. I, Go ahead. Just, I love orange juice. I think it's it's amazing, but it is just a vector for sugar. It's just <laughs> yeah, like fructose, totally. the drink. I know. And it's, the best is when like you're sick as a kid, and your parents are like, here, drink this juice. Just yeah. pound yourself with sugar. Stay <laughs> hydrated. Delicious. Like, what? Or like ginger ale. Have this some ginger. Literally, ale. what this like virus wants is me to just pound sugar. <laughs> I don't know. I think your body needs it to. I don't know what viruses eat, but whatever, man. It's yeah. I, I really okay. eat sugar, man. There well, you go, Tropicana Crunch. Oh right. my gosh! I mean, it's shocking that it's Tropicana because you know I, Tropicana yeah, orange right. juice. You know, <laughs> I wonder if they have an interest. Tropicana. That sounds familiar. I wonder if they have a vested interest. In <laughs> <orange> <laughs> juice oh my god! You know, Tropicana gets Ugh. a lot of criticism. But I have to say, I, I kind of like Tropicana orange juice, but, you know. I grew up on like canned orange juice. I heard about it years ago, and it is juice, but they get it from concentrate. They used to claim that it was freshly squo- squeezed. You know, it's not squoze, squeezed. You know. um, I've got some Longmont news. Go we for it. City Council last week finally annexed in McIntosh Lake. So yeah, um, that is big news. Yeah, yeah, finally actually part of Longmont and it really effectively is not a huge difference other than they don't have to like lease it. They had like a lease deal, I think, with the association or whatever that ran Macintosh Lake. So they would run these facilities and programs and stuff. But now it's officially part of the city of Longmont. And I think that's going to help kind of the management of the area, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. hopefully I thought that it had will... something to do with like 
police action or there was something along those lines. Yeah, I think it really came to a head during COVID when Macintosh blew up and everybody spent time over there Mm -hmm. during COVID. And it just turned (laughs) what my friend called it like Lollapalooza or something like that every weekend. I think he called it like like, oh, oh, I'm botching this. But anyway, it was it was crazy over there. It was like a party every weekend. So many people and then they're yes. swimming in the lake and they're not supposed to. And yeah, I wouldn't go into that a little bit. So the city was trying to get over there to they were asking the city to regulate more, but it's really not their land. So or right. property or whatever. So but now it is and they can they can put down the hammer and force. And you probably don't remember this, but long ago, there was a, pr- a proposition to like have a have hover go around the lake. That's not happening oh, anymore. But that was a long time that. ago or a bridge yeah. story, a bridge, yeah, a bridge, right? A bridge yeah. out to 66 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that ain't, that ain't going to happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when motor motor boats could go on back? In oh Georgia? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Crazy. When did I just that go thought, why, why would you bother? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that probably had to be probably the eighties or nineties when that it's went ridiculous. away. Yeah. And I come from Lake country. Well, I don't, not Lake country, Minnesota, but we, we would go to Lake country, Minnesota. And the lake that we, I grew up on basically was like 13th or 15th biggest in the state. It's big. And it's like, yeah, you want a motorboat because you're probably not going across in a canoe sailboat. Sure. But right. it's like, you go to this little pond that you can walk around and it's like, why yeah, what would be put... the purpose of doing that? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, Brady, you crack me up. It's like you just swing a stick and you hit a lake in Minnesota. So you kind of make me laugh. It's like well, in the in the south, there's you don't have to go to a particular things. area. I mean, they're there yeah. everywhere. Well, yeah. where I grew up, there wasn't a lot. Like in South Central, there's not a huge amount. As you go further north, there's a lot of them. <laughs> and so we would go up there, and then there's you know you go to a lake, and then there's another lake across the road from that lake, and then 15 yeah. minutes away there's another lake. And we were on one that was pretty big, and so you get used to like oh you need you need a boat with a motor here to get around. And it's like, what would you possibly do on like Macintosh with a motor? Like, ream. Hey, uh, speaking you know, of lakes and bodies of water for 100, Alex, um, you know, again, <laughs> Melissa and Laura mentioned Rhythm of the River. So we do want to do a shout out about yep. that. You know, it is this weekend. And of course, it's going to be 100 degrees, which is oh, typical for Rhythm on the River. Yeah. Ugh. 102 freaking degrees but you know it gives people uh, an opportunity to go out and visit with uh, different organizations and have some fun activities for the kids as well as some live music and you know so you know peace and love to the people who want to be out there did we talk about copper sky having moved over to by wibby did we we have not no we touched i think we alluded to it yeah Yeah, um my brother was texting me like during so hi chad if you're listening you were texting me while the thing is going on um, but he was saying that Copper Sky is over open over by Wibby now. Uh, he said, I don't know if we talked about that at all. So uh there you go. He also said that the um the uh development log, he said that's popping off. It is. I was looking at this week this week actually. He said it was just going absolutely bonkers. So, so I'm confused. I was just at Wibby yesterday, so I didn't see any indication of Copper it's, Sky. It's across, it's north of Wibby. It's near there, but it's across, it's a different building. And they did a huge build out over there. And it's one of these, it's not DOG building, but it's like in between there, I think. So between the between, okay. So let's visualize this here. So between main street and where Wibby is on Terry, right? Terry is where you're saying this would be. No. Um, it's okay. Hang on. It says it's at, let's see here. I'm going to look it up. 110 Emory, I think. So it's on Emory. Emory, yeah, okay. just north of it's just north of second street yeah 
is where Wibby's at. Yeah. On on Emory, but Copper Sky. Sorry. So is it over on the 300 Sun side then? Um, no. 300 Suns is also on. 300 Suns is south second. of first, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 300 Suns. I was thinking of. This is um, north of first on Emory. I do love when we get into these, oh these <laughs> conversations, because I know that there are certain listeners who are like idiots. It's over here. Oh, yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. I, I, I know. I know. I think there are many listeners who do not love when we get into these conversations. <laughs> I'm glad we gave it some something for everybody. Because it's just everybody's yelling at their radio, not yeah. radio. They're, they're, they're yelling at their Apple, uh, Mark, Apple, Apple yeah, the, iPod the or whatever. The, the yeah. New York Mets. We're doing uh, yeah. what are they a real gangbuster series this year. No, I need to get in there. They did a huge build out. I've heard all about it, but I haven't been over there yet. And I, I got to check it out. So that's cool. Finally is open. Yeah. So that's exciting. You need to go check that out. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And um, the development log is going off. I, I was looking into it yesterday because I was trying to look up what was happening at ninth and pace um, up there on the oh, yeah. Southeast corner of Northeast corner of ninth and pace, which has been that big lot forever. Right. And there's like the fire station thing to the south, to the North um, across from. Oh yeah. 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 The giant yes, piece that, of vacant got property. Yeah. Now they're starting yeah. to break ground, I believe. And that's, um, just a multifamily. Yeah. I thought they were just doing apartments or something. It's there. just like yeah. three, yeah. I think apartments over there, nothing crazy, but I was in the process of looking that up. It's like, wow, there's a lot of development going on. What's the timeline? Cause we're talking about doing uh Kaufman, like pushing that further down South. What's the timeline on that? What was that which, actually happening or which I thought one? that was Kaufman street. I thought that they were going to expand it further south where it terminates now. And then like, oh, I mean, it's still in the development, but you've got to do some other things first. You know, they have to expand it too. to and also the bus terminus has to be there, too, as well. So that's that's what they're going to do, too. So there you go. You're you're way ahead, buddy. You know, government moves a little slower than you. So, yeah, well, that's something I don't usually move too fast. So at least I'm ahead of (laughs) something. Yeah. And it's important to remember all those little government plans are just, they're, they're kind of hopes and dreams until you actually mm-hmm. see the construction vehicles out there. True enough. I've yeah. heard that uh, if anyone wants cheaper gas, thank you. Some username on Reddit. If anyone wants cheaper gas, the new quick trip on 119 and I-25 started a price war with the other two stations. They I were just under, heard about this today. Under four bucks yes. when this guy drove by. 119 and I-25, under $4 a gallon. They also have a nice wall of teas, which I greatly enjoy, he says. So there you go. That's crazy. So it started because of a war with like, or a bidding or whatever, a price That's wall? what yeah. random man on the internet says. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I can't that? verify or deny. So there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, and then Slowpoke Rod says, yeah, I just paid $3.95 a gal. Funny what a little competition can do. The QT was packed. Other places, <laughs> not so much. And for the young Chinese audience, this used to be a thing in the 70s and 80s when gas was a big deal. And then you'd see these gas stations do these crazy offers. And then eventually they wouldn't be there anymore. It was fascinating. So yeah, weird, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're selling under... The gas station has gas as its loss leader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always thought the gas stations weren't making a lot of money off the fuel itself. Typically, it was just trying to get you inside the store to buy, you know, potato yeah. chips. And- oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. You know, loss leader. I, while we're talking about gas, I don't know if there's any people out there that use the King Supers fuel situation, but there's been like a change to how they award points. Have you yes, I don't that? love it. You used oh to like. Oh, my gosh, of course you don't, because it's such a, like, they're getting a, their. Yeah. Things. So first it's a- of all, to explain this, you have to like use all of your points within the month before the next month is up. So that's one thing. They're making your like points expire, but also they give you your points in increments of 10 cents. So if you've got 60, well, 
four cents or whatever. It's like, okay, go in and punch in how many cents you want. Yes. You get your 60 cents, but you'd miss out on those four cents. And if you're like towards the end of the month and they're about to expire, you just lose those four cents unless you like fill up, make another transaction, come back and then redeem those four cents or whatever in a different. So imagine in like on a mass scale, how many cents of reward points they're actually retaining. Remember when you had to like, you get plans so you could roll over your minutes on cell phones. Yeah, it's like like, it's like that. Over rollover, <laughs> and now you have to redeem them. It's like when you get the roll points in your credit card and have to buy them in increments of like twenty five dollars. Yeah, it's there's a there's an intentional gauntlet there because yeah. like yesterday I was like it was like oh you still got some June money and I'm like you know I remember the days where you go there and be like cool I've got a dollar off bonus day you know like because yeah. they just do it in the aggregate right. now they're like. Right. Spreading it out and it's well, like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's gonna convert to Cole's cashier one of these days. It's just like, oh yeah, oh uh, you got sixty four percent off your next order if you come in between uh, July fourteenth and July twenty first, and that's it. Otherwise, it's gone. Oh get I love Cole's cash. It makes me laugh. It's like you know where where things are always on sale, and here we'll give you these green pieces of paper, and why don't you just discount the things? You know, just just. You know, do it a little bit more. But we know how that ended for the guy who came over from Apple and ran JCPenney's for a while. He just made standard prices and got rid of the sale prices. So he lowered all the prices and then nobody went there because it was never on sale. I'm never paying full price. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. It didn't work. Even though they were cheaper. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I went to Kohl's because it was hard to find sheets or something. And then we wound up with like a whole bunch of Kohl's. I wanted a quilt. That's what I wanted. Wanted a quilt because my I got one for my grandma when I graduated high school, and believe it or not, it wore out because I use it at night <laughs> in the wintertime, like every night. I'd cover up while we're watching TV. I'm a little quilt out, my little quilty, and I use it all through college to stay warm. So I, it gets all heavy use, wore out. Wanted a new blankie, couldn't find anywhere to buy a blankie in town. Blankie, blankie. <laughs> I wanted my blankie, and I tell people I'll get my blankie. <laughs> the cat comes and sits with me when I got my little blankie and it's just a nice sitch we got going on. So I wanted a new one and I was shopping all over town and the only place kind of freaking quilt Coles. So then we wind up in the sad sack, say, you know, like the sad trap that they've got set, you know, get your hooks in you with the Coles cash. And so we want to buy silverware over there too. But I'm like looking at this silverware set and like, okay, the math is 108, you know, $840 retail. It's, it's 94% off or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, oh then I apply the Coles cash. And then I did that. And that's like, by the end of it, they were selling the same thing on Amazon with all the discounts and stuff. I saved like 10%. It was insane. <laughs> I always love when you come up there and you're like, here's some clothes. And it's like, oh, originally those would be $400. But yeah. since of our discounts, it's 10 you bucks. You saved $74,000 today. Did I? Because I wouldn't have spent that. You oh, know, I really would. I, human psychology is so funny. I wish it wasn't that way. You could just go in and be like, I know. I like all the digit, like all the digital screens. It's like, Oh yeah, everything in your store is on sale. Okay, guys, I wanted to ask you this question too. I've been meaning to ask you this question. We were um, having breakfast, and um, no, actually, we went. Sorry, we went. Sandy and I went to dinner, and we were talking about kind of weird combinations with food. Like, I am suddenly ever since my vacation, I'm suddenly like a French fry mayonnaise guy. Never mm-hmm. was before, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate <laughs> French fries and mayonnaise now. Oh my and I'm on so, super keto. I'm making my own mayo. Well, no, I mean, if I had if I had my way, I'd say French fries and gravy, but nobody knows what that means unless you're yeah. on the East Coast. But anyway, so that aside, the guy says, no judgment, peace and love to you. I'll get you some mayonnaise. Comes out and brings some mayonnaise. And he says, the weirdest story is there's this guy. Uh, my girlfriend works at a like a, a breakfast place, 
Guy comes or orders a breakfast burrito every day and will dunk it in his coffee. Oh, that's not okay. That that's, just I, mean, I can't even nope. I can't even comprehend. I'm I'm an occasional Hard dunker pass. of donuts and maybe I'm cookies, out. but nope. I just can't imagine. You pretty much wasted the coffee. Like, what yeah. would that coffee? What is that? Coffee oh no, like? it's gonna have whatever it is in that breakfast. What do you got in there? You got like you got salsa. You got your eggs just going into the coffee. Little teeth strainy action. You got cowboy coffee all of a sudden, except it's not even beans. You just got like loose egg detritus. No, I just, <laughs> So I want to hear from the listeners, like, what do you do with your food? Like, what sort of food combinations do you like? You can send us some information at SideDishLongmont at gmail.com. Yeah, Yeah. I used to stack my French fries on my cheeseburgers, little boy, when I go to McDonald's. Yeah, I like that. I can't even eat eggs in general with coffee. I can't have anything savory with coffee. I like sweets with coffee only. Yeah, no, I just... Yeah, Eric and I got the same expression. Like the the, the WTF mates happen. Well, what do you think? Exactly. Like yeah. if you t- if you eat a bite of donut and then you have your sip of coffee, the coffee comes to life. Like you're like, oh, this is what coffee tastes like. And if you do the same thing, you spread a bunch egg. of Cholula on some eggs or some hash browns. It really. And then you the have your bite of too, coffee, and it's like, it's kind of is bitter to me. There's that sweet combination with coffee. I think this is a real thing. Like this is a, there's like a taste buds biology. I, I will I agree kind of say that like, if, if it, like it does wake up a certain profile of coffee, if you have it with sugar, I, I will admit to that. However, I will drink coffee with almost any food. I <laughs> Me really too. Don't care. It's like yeah, red it's, wine with anything, coffee with anything. <laughs> so I don't, I I, I'm just like, and you could just cut to the chase and put sugar in your coffee. So I don't. No, no, I don't like sugar in my coffee. No, no, only, only cream on the uh, side. Yeah. Yes, just in the in the food in the edibles. So you're not going to dunk a glazed donut in your coffee, but you like the combination together. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't dunk. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Although that's not the same oh, as like yeah. dumping like a teaspoon of sugar in. But I hear what you're saying. Good yeah. point. No, I used to be a heavy sugar coffee person. Like I put oh. like tons of sugar in my coffee and. I don't know, probably 20 years ago, I got rid of that habit. Thank God. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we, no. heavy whipping cream specifically from Longmont Dairy. Every yes. single I can't even, I go back to half and half. I'm like, what is this water? I can't put this in. Just, oh, I know. And just well, I, up like dark brown to sort of light. It's just terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. So, all right, gang. Well, I think we should let our audience go because, you know, the food, food oh, comedy. Yeah, this, this compelling conversation right now. How do you like your coffee? The what? food information is always rampant here. So, you know, know we can talk about many things. We forgot to ask Airborne how they felt about the fireworks being moved from their backyard. Yeah, we did forget about that. We'll Maybe we follow can follow up on that one. Yeah, effort that and we'll, we'll come in with, a, with some more information next time. As always, we thank Andy Epler for our music. Um, find us wherever you find your wonderful pod content. Uh, rate us. Let us know you like the show. Reach out to us at SideDishLongMont at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, Eric.